Hello, I'm John Eldridge, and welcome to the Ransomed Heart audio podcast. For more information on Ransomed Heart Ministries, our resources, and events, please visit us online at www.ransomedheart.com. From time to time, we love to make available to you fresh teaching material that has taken place either here in our outpost in Colorado Springs or at an event that we've held. And recently at our Men's Advanced, we had such a rich Q&A that we thought, wow, our friends would probably love to listen in on this. And so this is an excerpt from the Q&A session that took place at our recent men's event. Mm. Question was, I'll repeat so um, you guys can hear. Um, the question was, uh, some of us have been carrying agreements around for decades, and um, we're breaking them. Um, but how do you know when, like, you've done it? It works. What does it feel like was the question. Yeah, did it take? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let me, it's, it's normal, it's normal to experience joy. It's normal to experience life. It's normal to experience the presence of God. And so Jesus says you'll know them by their fruits, right? Now they kind of test the fruit of it. If you're still under the fog, under the cloud, then the breaking of the agreement didn't stick, so to speak. Give it another <clears throat> whack. Ask Jesus more. What's, is there more involved here? Um, because sometimes in the conversation of the agreements, you know, coming back to Bart's experience in the plane, right, there was the agreement, right. right, but then there was a foul spirit present also. So there's a breaking of an agreement, but then there's also the banishing of the enemy, you know, and these guys, these guys are stubborn until you kick them out. They don't right. leave, you know. So well, how would you guys respond? How do you know when it sticks? Well, I, you know, to me... When, when I break an agreement, I, I feel like I'm moving from bondage towards freedom. Yes. And so I, I feel the freedom yes. of... And there's a progression. Yes. Yes. I mean, then you kind of go back and forth because the agreement tries to pull you back in. But the polarity of that is bondage and freedom. And as I'm coming out of that, I just, I feel the freedom of it. Are you telling your summer story in your talk tomorrow? Are you talking about no, your, your agreement? Oh, tell it now. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> Well, it, it probably goes back to the last, to captivating last uh, spring of, of uh, last year. And um, I uh, dropped Tana off there and, and I, I met, a, met the therapist that, that um, is around and John spoke about this morning and, and I met her and she says, you know what? I know you've had Guillain-Barre and I've kind of studied that and so forth. And she says, I really think I can help you out. And under my breath, I said, sure, like everybody else. <clears throat> and, um, well, first, I had suggested this to Bart, and you just blew me off. Right. Right? Yeah, like, exactly. No. And, and the point was that deep agreement of no, there's no more yeah, physical right. relief right. available to me. Right. Not in my story. Right. right? And, and again, there's data We've prayed. that We've prayed. is based on, yeah. you know, yeah. disappointment and that sort of thing. Right. It's not out of the blue. And so that was April, May. So it rolled around to, to July, and I'm turning 60 on my birthday in July, and oh man, I just, I dreaded that birthday, because I said, you know what, I think I, think I got one decade, and that's it, 
and I'm headed downhill, and, and uh, these guys are probably throwing names out for my replacement. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and, A lot and, uh, <laughs> and I, I, you know, and I, I was feeling, I was feeling uh, just, just feeling thick and lethargic and uh, just, just full of, I mean, it was depressing. I mean, I was really quite depressed. And then a couple of days after my birthday, my older brother has a major heart attack. And, and I looked at that and I said, yep, that's probably me. That's, that's where I'm headed. So kind of pushed through the summer and uh, into the summer, um, our son, Chris, um, he just deployed a couple, three weeks ago and, and his 30th birthday was going to be right after he deployed. So we planned a surprise birthday party for him in California. And um, so we invited his aunts and uncles out and they came out, brought his cousins, they came to honor him. And, and so my brother shows up and he's really big, big guy and he lost like 65 pounds and I go, wow, what happened to you? And he says, well, I just uh, decided, I, you know, my wife said, I, I don't want you to be that guy in the heart attack. I don't want to wake up and see you dead one day. And, and something shifted inside me at that point. And I said, wow, I think I have made a lot of agreements. And um, so is that, that night at my, at my son's party, I, I, um, I started with a couple of them. I said, wow, I just said life's over at 60. I don't think so. I, I don't think so. And I looked at my brother and I said, God, could I, could I do that? And because I didn't really think that I could, I really had made the agreement that I was just stuck and I couldn't do that. And I've done that before years ago, but that was a very broken man. I mean, I've, I've, uh, I've been pretty fit, but it's through drivenness. I'd get up early in the morning, go run hour, hour and a half, and work all day, and go run an hour, hour and a half at night, but that's not a sustainable lifestyle, and I just eat whatever I wanted to do, and, and I've always had a problem just going to, when I'm anxious and so forth, just food's a comfort, I'd go there, and so broke that agreement, and uh, that night, um, I, like I say, something really shifted, and, um, and God just took the desire away from food. I said, God, I, I don't need that comfort. I don't need that idol. I need you. And, and uh, then I went back and I thought of the therapist and, and John reminded me again, said, you ought to go see her, you know. And, and so I called her up and she says, I've been waiting for your call. I've been, <laughs> been praying that you would call. So I went down there and, and um, she did an assessment. She said, I think I can help you, but as John said, she said, it's going to be very painful. And uh, I've been to about 15 sessions, and, and um, she's helped me. She hasn't helped my pain. My pain is there. She said, I can't, I can't do anything about your nerve damage, but I can make you move better. And so she's brought muscles into motion that have been asleep for 11 years. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it's just been incredible to feel the life, new life come. And for me, that's the freedom I feel from breaking all of those agreements. You lost weight? Yeah. Yeah, I lost some weight, and I'm just, I feel... You're bouncing around. Like I feel 15 energy. years younger. You are. Yeah. Mark comes bounding downstairs in the morning. Hey, guys, <laughs> ready to pray? Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. So I'd say there's a progression. There's a progression, but yeah, you're looking for freedom. If you're not experiencing the freedom yet, then Jesus, why not? Why not? Galatians 5.1, it's for freedom. 
the Christ sets you free. So, John, uh, yeah, please. Um, the th- the thing I'd add to that is I think when I when I have broken agreement, and, and I truly have, it, there really is this deep recognition of you see how it's controlled you, its mm-hmm. power, its influence. It's like ah, you get you get a, a pretty clear picture of its effect over you. The other thing I'd add, and you guys, if you want to modify this, is while there's an agreement that can be broken, uh, and it's truly broken, and you bear the fruit and the freedom and the victory of it, uh, I've found that the, the agreements I tend to make uh, hover right around my wound in its message. Mm-hmm. And so um, besides the, the, the immediate warfare of breaking an agreement, um, you've got to go after... The, the soul issues and the mm-hmm. other streams to mm-hmm. deal with the wound, its message, because that's yes. the fertile ground for the enemy and these agreements. Yes. I, I, I love how Charles Kraft put it. He said, uh, you know, if you've got a rat problem, uh, kill the rats and then clean your house. There's rats that need to be killed, but then there's this ongoing work that needs to be done right. that, mm-hmm. that explains a lot of the rats. So. That'd be a thought there. Hope you've enjoyed listening to the excerpt of the Q&A. And as always, we invite you to come by our website for more, more teaching, our blogs, our video podcast, conferences, resources, a whole world of life to be had in God. So come and join us at RansomedHeart.com.